Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. That's what Satan came to do. He came and he embraced 2020 and he brought destruction with it. And so these are, are the wiles that the Bible calls in the day of evil, the wiles of the devil. See, he came to, to bring tricks. He, he wants some of you guys to remain in 2020. He wants you to, he says, you know, I don't want this to end, neither do I. And so the destruction uh, that we see at the end of, of the things falling from the sky, amen, uh, they don't want that. The devil doesn't want you to step into 2021. Come on, the devil doesn't want you. He wants to live. Uh, he wants you to take 2020 into 2021 and says nothing has changed. Uh, you're still in darkness. Uh, you're still in all these things here. Uh, and then God's here to tell us uh, and remind us that he is uh, the way maker. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. Amen. Uh, he is the light in this darkness. So for the devil, his time has come. And this, somebody say, and this is my somebody say my. my this is my year come on this is time to give god some glory amen this is time to to understand not only who he is but what he can do he is that miracle worker church he still heals. He can still raise the dead. He can still open the eyes of the blind church. Don't forget who my God is. Not only what he is, but what he does. The miracle worker. The way maker. He will make a way where there is no way. The promises that he has spoken are still valid today, though the devil says, this is your world right now. So he comes and he brings his wiles and he brings his tricks to deceive us or, or to entice us. And one of those wiles is to instill fear. Come on, he brought fear into the church in 2020. Come on, you can say no, but he did. People walked in fear. People walked in doubt. People walked in, in uncertainties. Uh, this is what it was. Was uh, One of the wiles in 2020 was to instill fear into God's people, into this world. Amen. Uh, because when God starts to move in your life, uh, come on, is God moving in your life? Come on, when you start to make uh, some declarations over your life, uh, when you start to step and say, I'm going to stand in God, uh, when you start to make some commitments to God, amen, uh, when God starts to move in your life, the enemy, listen, will start to bring fear. You ever felt that, amen? You took a couple steps forward, amen, and all of a sudden, boom, you're, you're falling back. Come on, he's trying to push you back. He don't want you to push into the promises of God. He don't want you to believe that he's a way maker and a promise keeper, amen. He's there because when you take steps from God, let me tell you, there is a battle going on. The enemy's not going to let you just walk forward into the blessings of God. Prepare for a fight, church. But the battle belongs to God. Come on, believers believe that, amen, hallelujah, God is with me, amen. Uh, come on, uh, come on, we can't just believe that God is the God of the mountaintop. Let me tell you, he's the God of the valley. Come on, where the battles and the storms and all that is at church, uh, that's where God shows you who, you who he is and who you are. 
See, fear, church, will stop you from going further in the kingdom. And it will get you to do nothing but just sit in your fear. Some people in the church have stopped moving. Some people in the church, amen, this has paralyzed them. People in the church are paralyzed. They don't, they, they don't know what to do. They're just sitting. And some are so frozen, they don't want to come back. Fear has gripped them to stay in their homes. And I'm not saying, church, uh, to, to be uh, just walking out. We've we got to take our precautions. We've got to wear our masks. We've got to do the things that we need to do because this, this virus is real. Can somebody say amen? Uh, come on, we see that happening. Uh, come on, but it should not stop us uh, to, be a, uh, to be a a a hermit in our homes. We need each other. Come on, church. The enemy, uh, one of the tactics was to separate the body. Come on. He brought separation, amen, when they, when they took Jesus to the cross, when they arrested him, amen. The, the enemy, come on, struck and, and, and everyone scattered. But we understood in 2020, amen, that we needed to come back together and to gather, not to scatter. And to assemble once again because God is essential. The church is essential. And we need each other, and we will take care of ourselves, and we will mask up, amen, but, but we will not stop gathering, uh, we will not stop worshiping God, amen, uh, because this is what the devil's trying to do, uh, is silence you. See, 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, somebody say power, power. and of love, somebody say love. And of a sound mind. Somebody say a sound mind. So help us through all this. He's given us that power, amen. Uh, come on, not of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind that you can think right. See, 2020 has put fear in a lot of believers, but we must move past the fear in 2021 and let us, say let me, be the church. Let's remain standing, church, in victory and be a people that is driven by love. Love is our motivator, church. Come on, it's, it's nothing else but love. It's not position. It's not self-glory. It's not promotion. It, it is nothing like that. Why I stand here is because I love Jesus. Amen. Why I stand here is because I love the Lord. I am driven by love. Amen. The agape love of love of God. Amen. You have to be driven by love, not fear. I want you to turn to our text in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 16 as we continue. Put it all on. And it says this, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand, listen, against the wiles of the devil. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up, somebody say take up. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you'll be able to withstand in the day of evil, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shone your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, somebody say above all, 
taking the shield of faith, which will be able to extinguish or to quench all the fiery darks of the evil one, and take up, somebody say take up, the helmet of salvation. We are to put on, somebody say put on, and take up. Somebody say take up. Say put on, take up. Okay, this side I want you to say put on, and this side I want you to say take up, amen. Come on, put on, and Who's louder? Are, are you sure? I, I think it's pretty evil. Come on, here we go. What we are to what? And woo! That's a church right there. Hallelujah! That's a church right there. Hallelujah! Now everybody say, put on, take up. This is what we need to do, church. Come on, don't, don't start crying. Don't start whimpering. Don't start sitting down. Don't, don't let fear bring a, 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 a place where you just shut down. Amen. But you are to put on and take up. When you're going through a crisis, church, when you're going through a pandemic, when you're going through the dark season in your life, I'm here to remind you, you need to put on and you need to take up. Put on, take up. Put on, take up. And be a soldier in the kingdom of God. Come on, there's no wimps in the kingdom. Sissies. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, I brought out the S word. Hallelujah. Church, know who you belong to. Know what army you belong to. When things come get, get hard, we don't bail. Come on, right? Those shoes of peace, man. We put them down to the ground, amen, hallelujah. We buckle that truth on, hallelujah. Come on, that breastplate of righteousness is on. As we were reminded yesterday, we took up the shield of faith, amen. Come on, now we're putting on our helmet, hallelujah. We're here to take it up, amen. We're here to put it on, amen. We're here to fight the fight of faith, amen. Devil, come on, you just got me mad. Come on, we shouldn't be whipping out. No, get up and say, devil. The, the. I put on and I take up. But you got to have both of them. Both of them. <laughs> Come on, you just can't put on, church. You're going to have to take up. He says, put on the full armor. All of it. Somebody say all of it. Today I want to minister on taking up the helmet of salvation. And the subtitle is, Protect Your Mind. Come on, somebody tell your neighbor, protect your mind. Come on. The helmet of salvation. The helmet is, a, is, a, is the head of the soldier, amen. It covers the head of the soldier. The head is symbolic, listen church, of the mind. You are to take up the helmet to protect your mind. And this is where we think. Uh, this is where we reason. Uh, this is where we feel. This is where our emotions come from. The head or the mind is the core, listen, uh, of a soldier's power to wage war. His thinking ability, he, his thought process uh, was an important factor, amen, in whether there was going to be victory or there's going to be defeat. Whether you live or whether you die. Church, uh, the mind is the battlefield of the soul. Come on. When someone, when you tell someone, you're tripping. You ever told that to somebody? Come on, you're tripping. 
What does it have to do? Amen. It has to do what's inside their mind. Come on, what's inside their head? Uh, something's going on. The feelings, the emotions, uh, the, everything that, that they're dealing with is, is being processed through there. And so it has to do with the mindset, church. You see, Satan likes to launch, as we understood last week, uh, the fiery darks of temptation against the mind, listen, of the believer. His part is to get our thoughts and attention off of Jesus and fix them on the problems or against each other. Got back up. Back up today. Come on. See, Satan, as you've seen in that commercial, was to get our minds off of Jesus. To get our minds in destruction. Our minds into panic. Our minds into all that we see what happened in 2020, church. And it's to put it on our problems, amen, and to start to war against each other. Did you know that in 2020, he brought division in the church? You're wrong. You're wrong. You shouldn't open up. You should be closed. Why are you open? All this stuff, and we're the same body. And he brought destruction, amen. He brought his wiles into the church, and where it started to cause fights between the churches, and the world's looking at us. This is his strategy, church. To take our eyes off Jesus. Come on, let's be honest. You don't have to answer this, but... During this course of 2020, did your eyes slip away from the Lord? Come on, let's be honest. Like I said, don't say it. Did fear grip you? Did uncertainty come into your life? Did, 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 your, did, your, did your faith drop a little bit? Did your praise drop? Did, 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 did something happen, church? And then the war started between us. Fights in the church. Things just started, starting. this is what the enemy wanted to do. Come on, he comes in, he said, and you start to wage war between flesh and blood. She's the problem. He's the problem. They're the problem. Instead of saying, God, help me fix this problem. Come on, we just looked at each other as problems. Saying, God, help me in my problem. Church. If we have a problem with each other in the church, and the problem really lies, listen, in your mind. You allow Satan to take your eyes off of Christ, and when your eyes are off of Christ, your minds will start to run wild. See, the helmet of salvation means the knowledge and the hope of salvation. It's going to be going into battle knowing that, you, that, that we are saved. Come on, that we're saved in this faith that we believe in and hoping for that final day of redemption. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says this, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how God loves us dearly because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Romans chapter 15, 13 says this, I pray that God, the source of our hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with a confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the hope in this world, church, is a wishing hope. 
Come on, I, I hope I get the job, amen. I, I hope for this and I hope for that. I, I hope that he falls in love with me. Now, that's the hope from the world, church. Come on. But the hope of salvation is certainty. Come on. This is for sure. This you, you can be confident in. You can take it to the bank that one day, come on somebody, you and I will be with Jesus. Hallelujah. That is our blessed hope. And the helmet reminds us as we go into battle, knowing why we fight or who we fight. Second Corinthians chapter 9, 24 to 26 says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs. Tell your neighbor, run. But only one gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we, say I, we do it for the eternal prize. So we run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Come on, I'm not just playing church, amen. I'm not just coming and going, amen. I'm, 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 I'm running, I'm playing this fight because I'm going to win a prize. Come on, I'm here because I'm contending. I'm here because I'm focused on the finish line. Come on, there's a lot of shadow boxing Christians out there, amen. They think they're a Christian. They praise God like they're a Christian, but they're not a Christian at all. Come on, they know how to raise their hands, amen. Come on, we are church trained, hallelujah. Come on, we know how to say hallelujah. God bless you. Come on, that's, just, that's the verbiage that we come into the church. Hallelujah. Come on, but what do you do outside? How do you act outside? What kind of talk is outside there, church? Are you a shadow boxer or you know who you're hitting? The helmet of salvation is about being spiritually minded. I have a question for you today, amen. Are you spiritually minded or fleshly minded? Hmm. Maybe some of you guys woke up in the flesh today. Hallelujah. Come on. Well, come on. You guys didn't, some of you guys didn't walk in happy today. Uh, come on, Holly. It's a new year. Come on, somebody. Come on. We should be excited. Amen. First Sunday of the 2021. Amen. Uh, come on. I'm going to get there on time. I'm going to get me some coffee. Amen. I'm going to laugh a little bit. I'm going to learn a little bit in the armory class. Amen. Uh, I want to be suited up for this battle in 2021. Uh, come on. Uh, did you come with that kind of attitude? Or did you just make it in? Because you're still dragging 2020 with you. Or it still got you. Come on, somebody. Some of you guys still got your 2020 glasses from last year instead of 2021. Hmm, come on. Come on. Romans chapter 8, 6 says this. So letting our sinful nature control our minds, listen, leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Listen, church. You will not survive. Listen. You will not survive warfare, listen, without the helmet of salvation. Romans chapter 2, verse 2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't, don't conform to what that, that commercial sees that we just saw. Don't, don't conform to, that's where we are still, church. Don't, don't conform. We're not from this world. 
Come on, uh, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you'll be able to test and approve God's will, what his will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Come on, we cannot be controlled by the world. We cannot be controlled by the media. We cannot be controlled by Facebook. Facebook is not a gospel, church. Uh, come on. Uh, the only gospel is in the book. Amen. Uh, in the word of God. Amen. Uh, don't try to find your gospel facts through Facebook. Must be true. It's on Facebook. We do it by putting on the helmet of salvation. We do it by renewing our minds. It helps us to be spiritually, listen, focused. It helps us to fight an eternal perspective instead of, listen, a me perspective. Come on, are you just thinking about you or are you thinking eternally? So you ask, we have to have an eternal perspective, church. Has anyone in the church ever told you the church is brainwashing you? Hallelujah. I'm glad, amen, because my brain needed some washing, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, some of you guys have some stinking thinking, amen. Come on, some of you guys, amen, God had to bring out the Ajax on you, amen. Come on, bring out that oxy, amen, oxy clean on you, amen. Woo, some of you guys, man, he's still washing me, man. The stain's still there. Ooh, but when you allow the Holy Spirit, huh, man, come on. Come on, you, you, get, you get that regeneration of the Holy Spirit inside you. Yes, your brain is washed. Come on, we needed to change this way we thought, amen. Uh, come on, it was taught to us, amen. Uh, and so we had to remove that. Can somebody say amen? Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says this. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Listen, church, how many know that as believers, we have privileges? I said as believers, we have privileges. But along with those privileges comes what? Conflict. Come on. We like the privileges, but we don't like the conflict. I told someone a little earlier, amen, anytime you take a step towards God, start doing something for God, let me tell you, you're going to face conflict. Anytime you make a decision, you're going to step up and fight for your marriage, guess what? Here comes conflict. Anytime you say, I'm going to be an usher, an usherette, I'm going to be a teacher, guess what? It's going to be conflict. Come on, hallelujah. Anytime you take steps forward, amen. But there's a lot of privileges, but there are conflicts as well. You see, we read Ephesians chapter 5, and it talks about the privileges uh, for the believer, amen, uh, the privileges of living in the light uh, or living by the spirit of, uh, uh, of the power, the, uh, the spirit's power, amen, uh, the privileges of having a, a spirit-filled relationship between a, a husband uh, and a wife, amen. Uh, then Ephesians 6 starts to talk about the conflicts. Talks about the warfare, the spiritual battles that we are involved in, amen, by telling us to put on the full armor of God. And because of the greater the conflict, church, or the privilege, the greater the conflict. Listen, spiritual blessings bring on spiritual conflicts. Now, the helmet of salvation is not about salvation. What? <laughs> some, some, some of you guys are saying that. The helmet of salvation is not about salvation. Come on, just follow me. The helmet in battle was for protection from the sword in the battle. 
So the helmet doesn't mean that you're saved or not saved. Paul is not saying put on the, this fifth piece uh, and then you'll become saved. Amen. Put on this final piece and you become saved. It's salvation. No, no. Listen, we, we are saved before Ephesians 6 ever started. Because in chapter 2 of Ephesians, it shows us how we're saved. That once we're saved, listen, then God gives us the armor in chapter 6. Listen, church, let me, let, me, let me throw a little heavy revy. You have to enlist in an army, listen, before the uniform is given out. I said you've got to enlist in the army before they issue you a uniform. Come on. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 shows us here. It is by grace. Somebody say grace. Come on. It is by grace that you are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Amen. Come on. You are not saved by the helmet. You're not saved by this armor. Come on. You are saved by grace. Amen. You're in the army. You're in the battle, amen. You already have salvation on you because you're already saved. The battles and the storms and the trials prove that you're saved. But our text says to take up. Somebody say take up. The helmet of salvation. So what is the helmet of salvation? The helmet of salvation is our blessed hope after. It's our, it's our hope of glory, church. The helmet is the protection of that hope linked to our faith. Did you hear that? The helmet is the protection of that hope that is linked to our faith. Amen. Uh, the hope of salvation uh, deals with my past, present, and future. Amen. My past because I've been justified. My present because I've been sanctified. My future because I've been I will be glorified one day. Amen. That is our hope. Amen. Uh, because of salvation. Acts chapter 1 verse 11 says this. Men of Galilee. They said, why do you stand there looking into the sky? The, the same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back the same way as you see him go into heaven. See, this is what kept the disciples going. This is what gave them hope, church. And this is what gives us hope. Our hope is knowing in, in an anticipation of the return of Jesus Christ for his church. Come on, I'm talking about the rapture, guys. Come on, he's, how many know that he's still coming back? Come on, he's still coming back. I mean, uh, you can get lost in 2020 in darkness, or you can say, my Jesus is coming back to pick me up. Amen. Uh, that is our blessed hope. So the helmet of salvation is the hope of the ultimate salvation. And that's why it's important to know who we're fighting against. That there is a lot more at stake than what you feel, church. Don't let your feelings take away your salvation. So many people at church, they hurt my feelings. Suck it up. Take it up. Put it on and keep going forward, soldier. Come on, we can't be here fighting little things. He hurt me. No, no, stand. You're going to let someone or a saying take away your salvation? Come on, the helmet should remind you of that blessed hope. See, that's the enemy. He's trying to use his wiles, his tactic to cause conflict. That way him in 2020 can continue to hang out in your life. See, what we're involved is real, church. 
and it has eternal consequences. What you do, what you say in 2021 comes with consequences. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 says this, But since we belong to that day, come on, what day? The day he comes back to pick us up. Come on. Let us be sober by putting on faith, somebody say faith, and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation, listen, as a helmet. Why is the helmet so important? Why is this part of the armor? Why, why, why does God want us to put this on? Because the helmet protects our minds against fear, discouragement, and doubt. Something that he's tried to brought, bring in in 2020. See, if you, did, if you allow fear to come in or discouragement or these things to come in in 2020, it's because you didn't have your helmet on. You got to protect your mind, church. Protect your blessed hope of salvation. It protects us from the accusations of the devil. See, the enemy comes and says, girl, you pray and 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 you pray. And your husband still don't get right. But he gets worse and worse and worse. Accusation. You give and you give and you give and you give and now you lost your job. Accusation. You go to church, you hear the word, and you still have problems. Accusation. The devil will sound like your wife, like your husband, like your boss, like your neighbor. Oh, not that neighbor. Oh, yeah, that neighbor. Come on, he throws accusations. And if you don't have the helmet of salvation, those accusations, those fiery darts, for some of you guys, and your mind starts running wild, and now you want to quit, and now you say, yeah, that's not going to work, and la, 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 like the cross wasn't enough for all that. Come on, when he said it was finished, it is finished, church. Come on, uh, come on, there is hope and there's glory in Jesus, amen. Uh, you got to hang on to the blessed hope, church. Discouragement is, is an attack from the enemy. Uh, having the helmet reminds us uh, of the salvation uh, and it keeps us focused, uh, knowing that God has us uh, and he's taking us uh, somewhere, amen. Uh, come on, this is not our place, amen. Uh, come on, we are passing through uh, to glory land, amen. Uh, hang on, amen, to your blessed hope. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3 says this, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it wasn't so, I would not have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back again and receive you to myself. Where, where I, that, that way, where, where I am, you will also be. Hallelujah. Come on. How many waiting for that blessed return? How many waiting to go to your mansion? Come on. Uh, come on. This is our blessed hope, church. Listen, discouragement hits our lives, all our lives. Come on, we go through ups and we go through downs. Come on, even without Jesus, you're going to have them. <laughs> Did you get that? Even without Jesus, you're going to have problems, church. 
But with Jesus, there's a benefit. There's privileges. There's something that happens in the supernatural for us. Amen. We have ups and downs. Come on. Elijah in the Old Testament was, was kind of like the Peter of the New Testament. He had his ups. He had his downs. Elijah, if you remember the story, amen, had a great victory when he slaughtered 450 priests of Baal. Come on. What a great victory there. Amen. And he says, no, the Lord is God, not Baal. But then a woman, always has to be a woman. No, I'm just playing. I love the women in this place. But I don't know why the enemy uses women, amen, sometimes. But a woman by the name of Jezebel threatened Elijah. You kill my priests, I'm going to kill you. And Elijah got scared. Scared. <laughs> Facebook people, scared. Elijah got scared. He just wiped out 450 bales bail of priests, amen, and this woman comes and scares him and calls him to go on the run. And this one woman makes him run. Elijah becomes very discouraged. You ever been discouraged where you don't want to see that one person? Come on, you're brave with everybody else, but that one comes, oh my. <laughs> That one sister, that one brother, or that what that whatever it is, a person on the job, amen. It's like you, you man, you, you man, you just prayed, you just man, you just led ten people to the Lord, and then this one guy comes and <laughs> Elijah became very discouraged. And it says in first Kings chapter 19, verse 4, he says this. Then he was alone in the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat, down, sat underneath a solitary broom tree, a Jupiter tree, and prayed that he might die. This guy was so scared and discouraged that he just, wanted, he just wanted to check out. I had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who are already dead. See, Elijah just seen one of the most incredible victories recorded in the Bible. And shortly after, we find him hiding in fear, discouraged, and wanting to die. Have you felt that way? I mean, God has given you victory after victory, man. He's done the impossible. And the following weeks, Monday comes around, tomorrow comes around, and you want to quit. It's too hard. I get the phone call. I'm quitting, Pastor. What? Man, you're at the altar. God was touching you. Yeah, I'm done. That's it, Pastor. I'm done. That's it. I'm gone. The city's too hard for me. I'm going back to Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Elijah sees the most incredible victory. And now he's hiding. And he's discouraged. And now he wants to die. Listen. At the moment of your greatest victories... Listen, church, listen. Discouragement will always come knocking. Come on, you can have a great victory today. God can speak over you. And guess what? Monday morning, discouragement is coming looking for you. First Kings chapter 19, verse 5, as we go with the story here, he says that he laid down and he slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up. Touch your neighbor and say, get up. 
He told him, get up. Get up and eat. In other words, he tells him, you know what, don't just, don't just quit on me, Elijah. You just had the greatest victory in your life. Don't be scared of the devil. Arise and eat. In 1 Kings chapter 19 down to 14, it says this. Here's Elijah. He's talking to God. And he replies again, I am zealous to serve the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. They tore down your altars and they killed every one of your prophets. And I'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too. Then God answers him in verse 18. Because yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. Come on, God already had a backup plan. God says, you know what? You may see that the church bailed on you, but let me tell you, the church is still alive. Come on, you may see that it's dwindling here, but the church is alive and thriving. There's other brothers and sisters praying for you. I can call them. They'll be right here. God says, you know, I have you. I got you, amen. You may think you're alone. You may feel that it's all over for you, amen. You may feel that you're the only one going through the battles and trials, but God says to you today, you're not alone. I will fight for you, church. All you got to do is fight and believe do we have any believers in the house you got to believe church sometimes you think you're the only one having problems we all have problems church come on I have problems not you pastor yeah I have problems I don't show my problems I show my faith I show I got Jesus inside of me, amen. The devil picks on me just like he picks on you. I'm not exempt, amen. You look at me all polished, a good-looking man and all this stuff. My mom's coming and saying amen right now. That's my mom right now. Little heart's going up. I'm very humble, though. <laughs> You look at us and say, man, that's a great couple right there. But you didn't see the trials and storms that we had to go through. You don't see that. You know what? What made this was those trials and storms. I've gone through battles. And I stand here because I believe God. And I know that he gives me victory. I I hang on to his word. Amen. I I bring it up. I cultivate it. It's a devil. Yes, I had moments. Had those moments by myself with God. Amen. I I don't let it show anybody else. It's time to go on. I remember one time I felt like running from the church. Man, I was done. Not done with God, but just done. I was done pastoring. I was done. I was like, they're your people. They're yours. Send someone else. I was checking out just like Elijah. And it took one woman. It wasn't a woman of Jezebel, but a woman of God. That came into that back room right when I was opening up. Where are you going? I'm running. She says, get over here. She grabbed me, and there was a little restroom by there, and threw me in there, shut the door, put me against the wall. And she was like this. And I said, I'm done, baby. Well, you're not done. I said, I'm done. Now, you're not done. I didn't come out here. I didn't pack up to move way out here just to leave and see you run. No, 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 no. You get out there. You dry up those tears. Here's some toilet paper. Throw, some, throw it, dry up those tears right now. Suck it up. Put it on and take it up and go out there because your people, the God's people, are waiting for you. Deliver the message. Okay. 
And so I just sucked it up. I wiped those tears from my eyes. Washed my face. And went out there. And probably had the best experience I ever had. I didn't preach that day. But God was all over me. And I had a great day. And he reminded me, I'm with you. Even when you feel alone, I'm there. Just like my wife told me, go out there and fight. Believe. That's what I did. Sometimes we need that little kick. That little reminder. Put it all on. Put it on. Take it up. And keep fighting. Because you're not doing it for nothing. God's preparing a mansion for you. Come on. God's preparing salvation for your, job, your loved ones. Your kids are getting saved. Don't, don't, don't give up right now. It's not time to give up right now. Come on. Somebody in your family is about to get delivered from drugs and alcohol. It's not time to give up. Amen. Uh, come on. Something is about to happen in your family. It's not time to give it up. Put it on and take it up. Because I'm about to do something inside of you. Keep fighting. Keep believing. Uh, your breakthrough is coming. Ephesians chapter 3, 13 says, I, I ask you, therefore, do not be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which are your glory. What Paul is saying here, the battle I fight, the trials and the storms, uh, come on, uh, end up being blessings. Listen, listen, blessings to others. My fights are for souls for the kingdom of God. I kept fighting, church, and God added souls. My church, you understand, my trials, my battles are for the benefit, for to bring others to the kingdom of God. Your trials, the storms that you go through, amen, come on, are benefits and blessings for the kingdom of God, amen. You think it's you being picked on you. No, no, no. God's bringing some blessings. Your life, your storms, your battles is going to bless somebody else. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will, say I will, we will reap a harvest. We are going to reap a harvest, church, if you don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Tell your other neighbor, keep going. Your trial, your storm, your battle is going to help somebody else. It's going to be blessings. Let me tell you, our, 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 our trials and things of even my past have helped others move towards their future. He turns it around, church. I said he turns it around. Don't feel good at the time. Come on. Don't feel good, church, but you got to hold on. They're going to, you, your life is going to bless somebody else. You're going to give them hope, church. Come on, we got to keep going. Understand, don't become discouraged in doing good. Don't be discouraged of coming to church. Don't be discouraged of keeping fighting. Keep fighting the fight of, the fight of faith, amen, because at a time, a proper time, come on, we're going to reap. We're going to reap, church. We're going to reap. We're going to reap. We're going to, this year in 2020 is a year of reaping, church. Come on. Uh, come on. How many want to reap in this place? Amen. Uh, come on. It's time to reap. Uh, we sowed in tears. Uh, we sowed and we fought the fight, amen, uh, of 2020. But 2021, uh, we can reap if we don't give up. You see, a lot of people never see the end results, never see their blessings uh, from their trials and battles because they quit too soon. 
Right about when it was the reaping was coming, they quit. Church, it's so easy to get tired and weary and labor. But God is our strength. Can somebody say amen? God has done so much in your life, in my life, to say I quit. Come on, the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy, somebody say joy. Joy comes in the morning. Come on, somebody say hang on to morning. It may get hard, church. It may get rough. You may get bit, (laughs) kicked, things thrown at you. But in due season, you're going to reap a harvest if you don't give up. See, they warned Paul when he went to Jerusalem. Bro, if you go over there, you're going to end up in prison. Paul's attitude was that that's all right. If it brings blessings to others and if it advances the kingdom of God, I'm going to just do that. Acts chapter 20 verse 24 says this, however, this is Paul speaking, however, I I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying of the good news of God's grace. The Amplified puts it like this, but I don't consider my life as something of value or dear to me, so that way I may or with joy finish the course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify faithfully of the good news of the Lord's precious undeserved grace, which makes us free of guilt of sin and grants us eternal life. Paul went through his trials and storms, church. We benefit from that. We benefit the blessings. Of, and then let me tell you, the kingdom of God continues to advance. Revelations chapter 2, 3 says, You have patiently suffered with me without quitting. Church, the Lord is our salvation. Can somebody say amen? But whatever happened, uh, whatever happened to Elijah? Well, let's go back where we left off Elijah, underneath that tree. 1 Kings 19, 8 says this, So he got up, and he ate and he drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. In times of discouragement, church, I'll say to you, arise and eat. Arise and eat. Put on and take up. We see that the angel brought Elijah some food. Here in this part of the scripture, we get, we get introduced to angel food cake. Some of you guys will get it on the way home. It's all right. Those that know Dragnet know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you, church, God's bread, his manna will sustain you for the long haul. He will give you the strength to do what he's calling you to do. Some of you are going in your own strength, and that's why it's hard, and that's why you're getting weary. you gotta, you got to rely on God. I can't do what I do in my own strength. I cannot do what I can do here, church. I, I need to rely on God. You know, some people say, oh, how do you do it? How do you do this every week, 20 years, bringing the word of God, doing this? I don't do it. God gives me the strength. 
He's my strength. He's my sustainer. I'm nothing. Without God, I'm just a person talking words up here. But he's my strength. He's who I draw to. He's the one that drops things in my spirit. He's the one that as I'm coming worshiping, even before service, he's just dropping things on me. And just, he's equipping me. And he's saying, God, you, you know, I, God, I, I come up here and I got nothing. Oh, you got something, son. Come to me. Call to me. He sustains us, church. The man of the bread of God will sustain you. Put on the helmet of salvation. And know in your spirit that God's salvation is complete. Church is complete. I know without a fact that one day I'll see Jesus. That's my blessed hope. And the helmet reminds me of that and protects me from my mind. That one day, all that I'm doing, why I brought my family out here, why I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, why I do what I do, what I, why I do the things I don't like to do sometimes. Hallelujah. Come on. Even Paul says, you know, I, you know the things I do, I, you know, we all make mistakes. We all fall short. There's things that we do that I, we don't want to do. And we end up still doing it. But we're unfinished. Come on, God, get, get it right. We repent, we get it right, we go forward, we keep going forward. See, perfection is not going to get till we cross the line, church. Till we get that glorious body. And I think I want my long hair back now. But we're going to a place, church. It's all for something. Let me tell you, sticking it out here on earth, God will show you who he really is. See, I believe that last year we got to know him more. We'll put on the armor. We'll put it on the stuff. But now, you're going to know what he can do. And he's going to do miracles. Because something was planted in this church. And the supernatural is about to be released in this place and in this city church. I hang on to the world, uh, the word, amen, that says in the last days, I'm going I'm to do some miracles, amen. God's about to pour out his spirit, church. Uh, he's about to pour it upon all flesh, amen. Uh, God is going to do something. Uh, is it, do you believe? You got to believe. You got to say, I'm healed. Uh, you got you to proclaim things over your mind. Uh, you're going to have to declare things over your mind, church. Uh, you're going to have to speak to things. Uh, God is going to cause you to, to lay hands on people and say, you know what? Uh, we're going to believe and you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Not that we're going to just pray for you. No, no, you're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. We need to speak up. God is waiting for the church uh, to rise up and speak in confidence. Amen. Uh, and God can work through miracles, uh, through bodies that believe. Come on, church. Know in your spirit that God's salvation is complete. Romans chapter 13, 11 says this. And I'll close with this. This is all more urgent for you know how late it is. The time is running out. Wake up, for your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. Come on. Now. Somebody say now. Now is the urgent time, church. It's not the panic time. It's the urgent time. 
The things that we see now is just, just showing that time is running out, church. And our salvation draweth near. But we have to wake up. We've got to wake up. We're closer now than we were before. Jesus is coming back, church. And though I want to see lives touched still, and the Bible says, you know what? He, he delays it because he doesn't want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to salvation. But there'll be a time when the trumpet blows. And those that are in Christ will hear that trumpet. And those that don't, won't. It's not time to play. It's not time to panic. It's not time to live in fear. It's time to put on that helmet of salvation. And protect your mind from the enemy and the accusations that he's throwing right now. It's not leaving that, that, that world that we've seen in that commercial. That, you know what, I don't want to leave. I don't want it to end. Let me tell you, the devil doesn't want it to end. He don't want fear to end in you. He does, he's still throwing things. But we have to protect our mind. Because this can be the greatest, let me tell you, one of the greatest years for your life and for our church. If we believe. Come on. Let's all stand up. Amen.